Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. And Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group, uh, joining us on this Thursday afternoon. Good afternoon to you, Jane. Good afternoon, Patricia. And, and you are very welcome. Actually, this is kind of appropriate for the wet uh, weather. Somebody was on to say, I just don't know, they didn't say the type of the dog, but they said they were out for a walk and the dog got absolutely soaked and that smell of wet dog. Uh, could Jane, is there anything that can be done about it? <laughs> I think it's it's always one of those things that rocks around every autumn or winter. The smell of wet dog seeping into the house is something I I encounter myself with two little dogs. Um, I think probably the easiest way is to avoid them getting super wet. So obviously just timing your walks, not get um get super super wet. But that's not always possible in this climate. I'd probably suggest maybe a lip raincoat or something like that. Um, it can just kind of uh shield them against the worst of the sogginess, and a lot of the time you won't get that big wet dog smell. A lot of the time as they come in the door as well if you can have a an old towel or something just to clean off their paws and kind of clean off any damp areas that's that can sometimes help to abate the smell a little bit and um, but it is one of the part and parcel of dog ownership i'm afraid but a raincoat i'd say is a good investment yeah okay all right this is a listener says please don't call out my name which is fine but this is to do with a feral cat now she'd been on to us a while ago and you'd given advice about a feral cat about trapping and neutering which she did i trapped the mama and uh, one kitten i've had them uh, neutered i'm dreading really I'm, she, the cat has been picked up this evening I'm dreading releasing her in case she just runs for the hills. When I was trapping her with the other kitten to be neutered, there was one kitten that I wasn't able to trap. Now, the kitten is still in the garden and is lost without the mama and the other kitten. Uh, will the cat, will the, she's, will the remaining kitten help her settle, does uh, Jane think? She's afraid she'll just take off with the fright she's after getting having been neutered. Mm, she she may well help her settle a little bit, but it's not unusual for them to scarper, particularly after a trap, neuter, release type situation. Um, because obviously if we're quite a wild feral cat, we haven't got a lot of contact with humans. We might be a little bit stressed after that whole event, but it is in the best interest of themselves for their health, but also for controlling the cat population long term. I would probably suggest the best way of dealing with the situation. If you have a shed or an outhouse or anything like that, somewhere that you could put the the one remaining kitten that wasn't able to be caught and perhaps the, the mother and the little kitten that did get spayed, if you could pop them in there for a few days and give them food and water, that would, I suppose, it twofold. It would help them to settle. It would ensure that after she's been spayed, she has 
have some recuperation time before she's running amok too much outside. I suppose if we were in a situation where we had a pet cat after spaying, we would normally advise that they stay indoors for 10 to 14 days after their procedure and are kind of kept really, really nice and quiet. Now, those guidelines kind of have to go out the window in a trap neuter release situation because obviously feral cats, you know, their stress levels are different in a home environment and it's not feasible. But I would suggest maybe as a halfway house to get them to settle, get them to reunite with the kitten that was left behind and avoid the scarf rings. If you have anywhere you could pop them, an old shed or outhouse, just for a few days with food and water before releasing them and opening the door, I think that'd be really helpful. If it's not possible, it's not possible. You've still done right by the cat getting it neutered. Um, so feel feel good about that and look yeah. at they scarf or they scarf or yeah. it's, it's helping to control the cat population. Yeah, well done. And if more more people could, could do that and, and well done to that mm-hmm. listener because the, the kitten, the little kitten was a male and she got the male uh, neutered as well. Brilliant. So so well done because lots Brilliant. of people have a tendency to focus on the female cat and not on the male cat. Now Lorraine has, has an interesting one that her 60, her six year old son, her little son, has developed an allergy that the doctor thinks is from their pet dog. Is it common for children to have allergies to dogs? Um, it's not my forte, I okay. must admit, um, dermatology. What I will say is that, you know, lots of people, I know some of my friends are allergic to dogs and cats. I even know one or two of the vets that were on my course were allergic to specific animals. Um, so it's quite the occupational hazard. Um, I suppose it is very, very different from person to person. I suppose human medicine is not my area. So I would say certainly allergies to anything from, let's say, a dog, cat or human perspective, are possible so I suppose an allergy is possible but I'd say it's probably best to have a chat and um, with your doctor and see if there's any further testing that's required from that perspective but certainly dog allergies are a thing that exists. They are yeah because you can get some specific breeds can't you that that don't shed for example? You can get breeds that shed less but pretty much everything will shed to a degree. Um, okay. So I, I think certainly some pe- some people will tend to be tend to have a flare up in their allergic system symptom, symptoms with certain types of dogs that might have like really, really heavily shedding hair and might have a symptom reduction with other types of pets like poodles. But they still shed by the nature of them. They have a certain amount of hair turnover, but it is far reduced in comparison to most of the breeds. So, you know, it is something worth looking into if you really want to have a family pet. But I suppose what I will say is before you're taking on it on a let's say if you were taking on a breed that was going to be let's say supposedly less kind of allergy inducing you know you are taking on the responsibility for that pet and its lifetime and its outcome and if things don't work out and if it doesn't help with the symptoms then you have to think well what's the plan b what's the backup plan there so just make sure that the pet is protected as it were but a um, difficult situation my heart goes out to you it's really yeah, tough it is it is yeah okay john has a three-year-old german uh, shepherd Fine and healthy. Yesterday, for no known reason, he ate his food and then he threw up almost immediately. He was a bit quiet for about an hour afterwards, but he's perfect today. Could it just be one of those things? could just be one of those things i'd say keep a really close eye on him for the next few days it may be that he might have had a minor tummy upset he might have eaten something when he was out on a walk in which case you know if there's further vomiting that's something they need to go to your vet about but it is possible sometimes 
dogs, they will bolt down their food. So eat at the absolute speed of lightning. It hits the tummy. The tummy doesn't like it and it makes it make an exit through vomiting again. So sometimes very swiftly eating the food can cause bolting of the food and then vomiting when the tummy's a bit unhappy about the load it's had all of a sudden. So if it is something like that, finding a way to slow him down eating might be helpful. Now, it doesn't sound like a regular issue for him. So if that is the if that is the problem, just keep a little eye on it. But if you notice that he's in any way off form over the next day or two, or if the vomiting continues, it's always best to visit your vet. But as as I say, it may just be one of those things. A little bit like we ourselves can get a bit of a stomach bug. You never get to the bottom of what it was and and then you're fine uh, again afterwards. Okay, Geraldine says this is an elderly cat. She's noticed that the cat's breath has started to stink. Never had smelly breath before. Uh, She's two other cats and they're they're perfect. She's wondering, could this be a dental issue? It's in an older cat, at least at least 10 years old. I think I think our listeners bang on with their conclusion. Top of my list would be dental disease. So if this cat has a smelly mouth all of a sudden, it's really, really, really important to visit your vet at this point so that they can examine the mouth, do a full physical exam and assess whether your pet needs dental work. So sometimes that might just be a scale and a polish to remove the tartar. Um, and certainly tartar can cause a, a really nasty whiff. Sometimes they can get secondary infections of the gums that may or may not need treating, depending on what the situation is. Um, but it might be that your pet might require some more extensive of dental work sometimes they can have really quite nasty abscesses so deep infections around the tooth and sometimes that can be the culprit for an, a sudden onset really really bad smell from the mouth um, so I think in this situation well noted I think you've probably come to the right conclusion visit your vet to get them checked out there are other things that can cause a smelly mouth um, so certain types of kind of uh, tummy upset can cause a smelly mouth it's a lot more rarer than dental disease or sometimes if there's something stuck in the mouth um, that can cause a, a nasty smell from the mouth but really really top of the list is dental disease so it's best to get it seen to Okay, Laura has headed back to work after maternity leave. Congratulations, Laura. Uh, Between maternity leave and uh, COVID, she's been in the house all the time with Charlie, her cockapoo. Uh, She's back at work now nearly two weeks and she said the dog is absolutely distraught with separation anxiety and her neighbour has told her that he is howling all day while they're out of the house. Would Jane have any suggestions? Okay, this is a really tough one um, because I suppose your dog has had a, you and both your dog and yourself have had a really big change in lifestyle in the past few weeks. And by the nature of going back to work, it's always very sudden. Um, So the dog, in his mind, he hasn't had any warning, so he hasn't really had any adjustment period. But look, that's the nature of it. Um, This is a really tough situation to solve. I would say my top tips really would be if there is somebody who can call in on your dog or if it's feasible to call in on your dog more frequently for the next week or two, that may or may not be feasible with your job, then I would say that can certainly help. I think a lot of the time separation anxiety, once they get into a routine again and they know that somebody's going to come back to them regularly, you know, dogs are, are creatures of habit. So sometimes that will settle some of them. Others will require a little bit more help. I think if that doesn't settle your pet um, or if I suppose other things like distraction, so Kong toys or the plastic stuffable toys, keep them entertained for a little bit while you're leaving. If that doesn't settle them down, then it really might be worth speaking to two people. Speak to your vet and speak to, well, speak to your vet and then maybe get a recommendation for who they would recommend as a veterinary behaviourist. So somebody that would come in, assess the situation and tailor a plan for, you know, working through the anxiety with your own dog. But recently there are, are kind of some some kind of anti-anxiety medications that have come on the market for dogs. 
with that are licensed for separation anxiety as a temporary measure so it may actually be worth speaking to your vet about whether that will be appropriate in your pet situation because obviously we don't want them to be stressed but it is a, a temporary fix whilst you kind of institute other behavioral measures to work through it so working with your veterinary behaviors would be really a key part of that so i think your vet is your first first port of call to have a chat about moving forward but the neighbor saying that the dog charlie's howling all day i mean that is separation mm. anxiety isn't it that's what the dog doing it sounds like it is yeah. yeah and I suppose that's really distressing for you as an owner but it's, it's distressing for the neighbours as well but I suppose that stress of knowing that there's not a lot you can do while you're out of the house it's you know it's a really yeah. really tough yeah. situation and you have to, you so. have to go to work on, yeah. unfortunately and a final exactly. one from uh, Peter could uh, Jane give a recommendation of a breed of dog that would be a best companion for my dad my dad lives alone but he does love to walk we finally persuaded him that a dog would be great for him what is the best breed of dog that they should be considering for his dad an active retired man who loves to walk okay to be honest with you i think there's plenty of options out there but apart from a single breed what i'd suggest in this situation is a rescue dog well done <laughs> um so if if your dad is retired he probably has a, a bit of time on his hands i would assume to you know settle in a new rescue dog and try and get them used to the new routine taking on a rescue dog i can hands down say is the best thing I ever did in my life. I had my own little dog, Sally, for quite a while. She was a golden oldie and she had a great time. So I think for a retired person who's really active, there's plenty of rescue dogs out there of many, many breeds. I would say, you know, something active is pretty much any dog who's in good health. Um, I would say, unless you're an experienced dog owner, taking on some of the more difficult larger breeds for example huskies rotties collies i wouldn't advise unless you're experienced in handling dogs but i think any any kind of heinz 57 crossbreed that seems active and happy to move and has good mobility should should fit the bill and in the process you're you're giving a, a little dog a second chance yeah. at a great life so and i would say rather on, than a breed yeah, and go get rescue. on to one of the local rescues because in, mm-hmm. in many times they know the personality of the dog they'll know exactly what is going to suit your dad Exactly, they can. So there's plenty of local rescues, but also just, I suppose, the, the biggest rescue in the country, the ISPCA, who, who work with pets that are in very difficult welfare situations. They you know, have a team, they're really good at matching up um, dogs and they will have plenty of variety there. And I suppose a retired person, you know, gives them options for yeah. having somebody who's maybe at home and has more free time. So contact them as well as some of the local rescues. OK, well done. Well done. Listen, have a great week. We'll talk to you next Thursday. You too. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Jane. That is Jane Pickett, the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. 